<laughs> well, hello, hello, hello. I did a little uh, uh, air drumming there in the beginning. I don't know if uh, you were watching, if you saw that, howdy. Rocking it out here this morning. Hopefully everybody's doing all right. Howdy, yourself. He's doing all right. You uh, got back from camp, and you had a good time away. So uh, you didn't get that. Much needed. Much, much needed here. Trying to get back to some normalcy here and racing. I'm not going to say back in full motion, but we are close. We are so close here. It's unreal. We're ready for it. But uh, NASCAR, they're they're into the, the swing. Like I said, not full swing yet. Um, and then we got uh, IndyCar coming back at it next week. But uh, Yes, thank God, because NASCAR has been boring. I disagree. I do. I think it's been a pretty solid. Uh, uh, I like the Wednesday races. I like the uh, the runs throughout the week. So I, I do like that I've aspect of it. That. I I have. I really have. Uh, uh, unfortunately, we've we've had a bit of rain here uh, through these races, but uh, they're they're still pulling it off. And I I like I said, I've been enjoying it here. I think it's been pretty good racing. Like uh, uh, the truck race was a solid race there. The, uh, now, see, I haven't seen any of the truck or the Xfinity. I've just seen the cup cars. I got gotcha. you. So, and really, I mean, going to – or we can dive into that here a little bit uh, down the line, a little bit down the line. Howdy's like, oh, don't start singing here this early. This hey, before we get into that real <laughs> fast, and not to really get political or anything this morning, but uh, I want to say that what happened in Minneapolis was wrong. What the police did was wrong. But here's my thoughts on this. Don't go out and tear everything up, guys. That, that, that's not going to make the situation any better. Stop stop going out tearing up and looting. If, if you want to protest, do a pre peaceful protest. But this going out and tearing shit up, that, that doesn't work. That's not making the situation any better. It's making it worse. <laughs> that's all I got to say on that. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. That's, uh, was, was that Gump? And that's all yep. I got to say about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> the um, uh, some some local tracks starting to definitely uh, get back at it here. What, do you know when the the speedrome will will get back to it? Do you have any idea? That I think uh, this weekend. That's what this I, coming I weekend will be here. the first race. So uh, it'd be interesting to uh, in a, a nice sound a change there. You know, even the people that complain about the noise. At least the first weekend, maybe they'll be like, "Man, doesn't that sound nice?" The second weekend, they'll start complaining, you know. <laughs> but hey, at least this first weekend back, they're gonna be like, "Ah, oh, the sound of race cars at eleven eight or eleven p.m." You know, fantastic. Right. <laughs> uh, I I'm ready for uh, uh, everything to to kind of start rolling back into it here. Um, these these karting tracks are getting into it. There, we've seen our buddy Asher uh, throw it down at some different tracks. Um, across uh, Indiana, a few of them around here. Um, so, uh, like I said, we're, we're really starting to see things, starting to get a, a small swing going here, starting to slowly move back into it, and I'm excited. Speaking of uh, Asher, I know, I know last weekend they, they, weren't, they didn't get the result they were looking for. I mean, they had uh, some clutch difficulties, which, you know, Here's what I'm going to say on that. It's part of racing. It's a learning process. It's a learning process for mom and dad. It's a learning process for Asher. This is something, you know, you can't get frustrated. 
don't put your expectations too high. This season is all about learning. You know, mom and dad's got to learn how to work on the cart. Asher's got to learn these different tracks and how to drive them. Mm-hmm. You know, but the more you're at the track and the more you're out there grinding it out, you know, the better it is. I mean, you know, these are all part of growing pains of racing. I mean, if, if racing was just as easy as showing up to the track, unloading, going out and winning, it wouldn't be called racing. It'd be called winning. <laughs> but uh, that, that's just part of it. But, you know, they've got him at Newcastle. They've had him down at Whiteland. He's been going and practicing at Sarah Land. So he's been getting a lot of track time, and, and that's what he needs to do. I mean, I, I, I enjoy watching his posts. I, I think it's cool. Oh, absolutely. It's it's an absolute blast. And like I said, uh, it just kind of uh, gets me pumped to, uh, you know, maybe get the, the kids out there. I don't know if I, I really trust Addison just just yet, <laughs> but uh, maybe set her up with a little track with the power wheel. See how she does around it there <laughs> and then, you know, go from there. Never know, man. She may jump in there and be a natural. I mean, that's it, something, you know. You're right. You, you don't you, know. You, you never you, know. You, you don't know before you go. You got to give it a try there. But uh, morning to Brooks. Good morning, Caleb. Morning, Mr. Schroeder. Everybody, look at that. Hopping on, saying hello here this morning. Ramsey, he's ready to fire up and get going those uh, those dirt cars there. So we're excited. We're on that cart again this year. I'm pumped. I am very excited nice. to see what he did. Is, uh, I can only imagine. You know, we, he came into that last year. He, he was a racer already. Um, so he, it's not like he was unfamiliar with it, but he had some pretty good runs there that we saw in yeah. that, uh, indoor run. So expecting solid, solid things out of him. And I believe his father is running in there as well. So, uh, a very, uh, um, kind of dynamic duo there between the dad and the son, a little competition there in, uh, in family with the blood there. So that'd always be a, a fun time. And, you know, that's, that's like we've said many times, like, uh, with Asher and his family, with Caleb and his. That's memories that a lot of people don't get, and that's what racing brings you here. That's what we see is that, uh, especially in karting, you know, there's that, that family, that uh, uh, that uh, kind of one-on-one memory. Like, I know you have had that memory there with your father in the karting track. I had my memories there with my father at the karting track there. So um, that, that really is. It's a good time. And uh, these guys really take advantage of that and and go out there and and have a good time with it. And Caleb, I know he's going to be competitive with it as well. Knock his dad out there a couple times for a win. You never know. Right. I take my dad out for a win. I'm just saying, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Come the last lap. Oh, it was funny because you know, my dad <laughs> when I grew up, he carted. You know, that's how I found out about carting with my dad. And uh. I just it just I, blows my mind. Two really tall guys, and I mean, guys, if you if you can't picture like next time we're sitting on the couch next to each other, watch how much I'm. I'm not saying I'm a tall guy, but look how much bigger Howdy is than me, uh, height wise. And his dad, I think five seventeen. He's the, your dad's taller than you, isn't he? No, dad's five sixteen. Oh, okay, okay, so you got an inch there on your dad. So uh, <laughs> it's that's. Uh, so uh, it, it, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but it's just so awesome to see. You know, it's it's like Shaq in a Buick, though, is what I picture. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I get a new cart one year and um, got it got it all going and everything like that. And I asked Dad, "What are we gonna do with the other cart?" And Dad's like, "We're gonna put it together, and I'm gonna drive it." Okay. So we get both carts all ready and everything. We go down to Whiteland. 
dad goes out there, takes a couple laps, and the cart gets up on two wheels one time. He's like, yep, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Code brown. Code brown. For and, sale. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff right there. Oh, man. Asher, you know, did you see that video there? He kind of got a uh, – um, his first little taste of an incident there, and the same thing happened to me. It was a different turn there at Whiteland, but uh, just scrubbing tires with another cart, and that other cart behind him got airborne there. Um, popped up over him. Luckily, didn't hit him. But uh, uh, just kind of, you, you would rather get that out early, though. You know, you, you, you're shaking up. You're a little, excuse me, jitter, but you keep moving, and you learn from that. So that's Dan, we, we, we definitely know you would do that. You, you matter of fact, you have done it. I like what uh, what Brooke said. I'd wreck my mom for a sticker. <laughs> hey, we got some stickers. He we doesn't even need any Brooke. money here. So here in about, roughly about 15 minutes, we got some guests coming on the show here from NASCAR, a little down south there of or in that Mexico series. So professional drivers down south of the border. They're kind of shut down here. And uh, I have been lucky enough to call these guys series as they're running the uh, the street stocks here on Thursday night. And, man, you talk about some fun. Wow, that is an absolute blast to watch those street stocks go around. And these drivers, they know exactly what they're doing. I mean, South Boston, they had, a, like, I want to say it was 20-some cars. So it was almost, I mean, just loads and loads of uh, cars or cars but it did turn into a little bit of carnage if one wreck man it was just like oh oh everybody's got to slow down because that is a uh, a tough field to get through i mean you've been at south boston you've seen it so yeah that's not a fun track really <laughs> i can't imagine i cannot imagine taking a real car around that track but uh, i mean these guys uh they're on hold uh from what enrique was saying is uh um I guess things are as far as uh, on hold there is what they're um, uh, aware of or what the stages they're going through. It's a little worse right now for them than it is us. So uh, they don't know if they're really going to be racing this year or what's happening exactly. So right now they're staying on that virtual world. And like I said, I get lucky enough. I, I can't believe that a professional series said, hey, we want Tommy Boy out there singing, dancing, you know what I'm saying? That's uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. What more could you ask for? You know, these guys. Uh, uh, I believe uh, Ruben Garcia uh, will be with Enrique there. So we got some guys that uh, got some rides in a, a truck in this this series uh, here in uh, no or not North America in the United States. So they're going to be bringing their talents here. I believe one of those Enrique said was Martinsville. So, uh, really, I mean, you talk about a fun track to, to come over here and uh, get a play with the, the, another series in and Martinsville and those trucks. I can imagine that's one of the things I'm going to ask him is just how much nerves really goes into that race before. You know what I'm saying? There'd have to be a lot of nerves coming to play in that, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm excited. I mean, Martinsville being a short track. Right. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> exactly. And those trucks, man, they got some power, especially at a, a short track like that. So uh be really interesting there to uh, to see that. So uh, pretty, pretty uh, 
excited to talk to those guys. Is look, we we've been to IndyCar, we we spoke with those guys. Now we get to go south of the board. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. We're we are international, Howdy. <coughs> Going worldwide. 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 <laughs> Fantastic. That's perfect. Perfect. So let's talk a little bit of NASCAR before we get these guys on the line here. Let's do it. We've had loads, loads of action here in the uh, past couple weeks. We've got Charlotte. They uh, they were racing um, before there at uh, Darlington. So uh, really a lot of miles here in a quick time and a lot of action happening there as well. That uh, rivalry between Bush and Elliott really starting to fuel up there as well. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, you know, it, it all goes back to the incident where, you know, I, I'm i not going to sit here and necessarily say Kyle dumped Chase. I mean, that's what it looked like. I don't know if his spotter told him he was clear or, or whatever. I mean, Kyle did admit that it was his fault, and he, he took the blame on it. Um but, you know, I think I think NASCAR does need that rivalry. I mean, you know, you always had it with, you know, Earnhardt Sr. And then, you know, with he had a few different rivals when he was alive. But, you know, you had Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon was kind of rivals. Uh, you need that rivalry. Absolutely. You need that rivalry, definitely. And it, it, like I was saying there uh, last week, it's kind of that uh, rivalry of old, like you were talking about, that Gordon Earnhardt, that Gordon Stewart. In NASCAR, especially right now without fans in the seats, that that helped. It, it really did. And there, uh, uh, there was a study actually too that I, I guess uh, a lot of people that have never watched a Cup race, uh, something like twelve percent of the viewers that tuned in had never seen a Cup race before. So you think twelve percent? That's not too high. But for people that hadn't tuned into NASCAR, that's a good chunk of fans that NASCAR had the opportunity to really grab. And I really think, and I, that, this is what I talked about last week, was I think NASCAR told Chase, like, you can go to that yellow line. It's like, we'll give you that yellow line right now, and you do what you want to do. You flip him the bird. There's no fans in the stands. We're not worried about that. The TVs can blur that out. So y you hit that. You start this rivalry, man. Let's, let's get this going because they had a lot of eyes on them, a lot, a lot of eyes, and I really think – it, uh, it it's it's working for him. I do. I, we got okay. people talking about uh, a Bush Elliott. I mean, that's been the talk for the past two weeks. And then on Scott's comment here, Kyle made a mistake, but he has a reputation. You have to question that move. Chase had every, Chase had every right to be mad. Okay. Now here here's I'm gonna say on this. I, I was a, a diehard Earnhardt Senior fan when he was alive. But that man would wreck his own father, mother, whoever to win a race. So what what Kyle's doing, I, I don't see any different than what Earnhardt used to do. So, I mean, it, it's racing. You're going to put a bumper to a guy here and there to, get, to win a race. It's racing. You know, uh, people are so uh, sensitive nowadays about everything. You know, I, like I said, Kyle come out and he admitted he was wrong. What more can he do? Okay, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a retaliation from Chase sooner or later and that's what's going to happen but you know it's racing guys are going to wreck other guys and tempers are going to flare and that's going to happen if you don't want to watch that stuff don't watch racing 
I don't think uh, Chase does retaliate at all, honestly. I don't think that's the type of person Chase is. When Chase gave him the bird, Chase done with it. And then Chase beat him in the truck series. He just uh, solidified it with that uh, checkered flag bow there that uh, uh, Kyle Busch does after those victories. So uh, I, I think that's how Chase speaks. He's not going to dump somebody because uh, uh, of an accident that happened before. Was he upset? Yeah. I, I, I do, and I do think he had the right to be upset because he was he, he was the going for a win. He had the, arguably the strongest car that day there. So, but uh, like you said, I think Kyle Busch uh, he he took it. He said, "Hey, that was me," and uh, uh, I do. I I, I think uh, that that was what. But what Scott says does have truth to it. Is he's just oh, like, just like it. Earnhardt. He had if if Earnhardt dumps somebody, they're saying, "Oh, there's that Robbins race, and he's going to dump somebody to win." It's like, no, but I am going to be a little more aggressive. It's that that type of um, driver Bush is that you know he is going to be a little more aggressive, and with every action that he does on the track, it's going to be questioned by uh, the the media here. So uh, he's got that attitude, and he he's brought it on himself. But at the, at well, the I'm not the saying he hasn't. I see what you're he saying. He does whine and cry a lot, but to, he was he was trying. I don't think I think he knew he didn't have the the car to win that. He needed to get up in the line. I think he thought at that time. And we, if you've uh, been on the sim, you you know it. You've done it before too. Is you you thought you were right there. You thought you were clear. You thought you had it. Your spotter may have even said clear, and you just get just a hair of them, and it's enough to turn them. So. Uh, I mean, it happens, uh, unfortunately, and I, I do think, like Scott says, he's just got that reputation to where anything he does, people are going to question, unfortunately. So, uh, uh, But at the same regard, I think if Chase does that, Kyle Busch fans are just as upset as uh, Chase Elliott fans were because I'll tell you what, you've never seen um, two sides of NASCAR divided so much in the past 10 years than you had this past couple weeks with those two sides of fans. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I agree. And, and you know, and and Bush does have that reputation as being a, a whiny little, you know what? Prick but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, you know, you can't take anything away from the guy. He's he's one of the best out there. I mean, whether you love him, hate him, whatever, he, he's, he's probably the best driver in NASCAR. Right. He is. He's a wheel man. I mean, he can step in. I mean, him and his brother. Both of those guys can step in. We've seen his brother step into an Indy car and perform well with it with uh, very little uh, pre or preparation in it. So uh, these guys can really step into I, – I could see those two stepping on dirt and doing just as well on dirt as they could. So, um, yeah, I, I really think – and uh, people like today, Bristol, like th that's the two they're watching. If, if that Napa car gets by an M&M's car – those cameras are boom. They're going right to it here today. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, like everybody's saying in the comments, that's what NASCAR needs. It does draw attention. You know, people are going to tune in week in, week out to see what Kyle Busch and Chase are going to do. Absolutely, yep. So <clears throat> that's uh, a, a fun – and that's part of the fun that we've seen here uh, going forward here. And we'll go ahead. He's he's in there. We'll, we'll pull uh, Enrique in here, and we'll get his – opinion and maybe on uh how this is all coming here and coming to uh, fruition and stuff like that there so let's uh pull him in and 
see if he is ready for us. Kike, how's it going, sir? How it's going, buddy? Really good, you. Thanks yeah. for having us. Oh, thank you for coming on here and giving us a little insight of uh, the NASCAR series we might not see too much north of the border well, here. Well, the, the NASCAR series, is it's having like a rough time now with all this pandemic and and the situation on the society, but we are pretty optimistic with the IA Racing Summer Shootout. Uh, I, I can't thank enough to you, to Miguel, to Jorge, that they are, are giving us a, a heck of a show on, on the race control. And we are planning that the winter, summer, winter shootout will have a, a full season seat on 2021 for Charlotte Summer Shootout. So that's the project and that's the plan for, for the winter. Absolutely there. So, I mean, with you guys talking about, you know, getting this iRacing really moving and, uh, and things like that, uh, it, it seems like it, it's not pretty, I'm not going to say the nails on the coffin on the season there, but uh, it, it seems like it's, it's looking pretty grim for you guys to actually get on the track and uh, compete there down south. Is, is that correct? Yes, sir. That's correct. I mean, the, uh, I don't know how to say this in English, but we depend a lot on on the on USA on how the economy goes in Mexico also because NASCAR NASCAR USA uh, sends all the all the commands down here to follow their steps and also the the situation in, in Mexico now it's on the on the worst part we 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 are hoping that on July we we will return like in the USA are returning now but for the moment we are on hold. Absolutely. Uh, how many different tracks do you have in Mexico that you compete at? Well, we have uh, around 10 tracks, uh, the schedule is of 12 races. And okay. we have uh, one mile tracks, half mile, short tracks like South Boston, like we, we just run there on, on the street stocks. And it's pretty, it's pretty good. I mean, it's pretty good. It's really similar to the Canyon East series where okay. it was the old school bump and run. Uh, but really, really good competitive. I mean, it's really, really good competition on the series. Uh, and also, uh, we have a lot of fans on, on all the races and the sponsorships are, are starting to look to the series. They have more, more than 10 years as NASCAR Mexico running. So it's going pretty good. We, we will see what happened after this pandemic, but we, we will hope for the best. So that's what uh, I was kind of going to ask. And I don't want to stick too much on the pandemic and what's going on. But, I mean, you, you're more behind the scenes and you're, and you're seeing what is happening. Like, So we've talked about it on the show with sponsorships and stuff like that. Is it looking positive that these sponsors are able or going to want to continue in motorsports here going forward? Or is this kind of put a, uh, a halt to some of that there? Well, my personal opinion, it will be a halt until 2022, not just for Mexico, but also in the States. Uh, we need to understand that we are in a, uh, in a process of regaining that momentum and all that traction that we have. Uh, and, and that's a process that we understand and we will put all the best attitude to, to make the best, you know. We need, to, we need to stay together as a society, also in racing. And... That's the best we can do. Work together and and bring a good show to the sh to the to the fans in the future. Absolutely, there, and and I agree with that. Um, we we've seen. Do you follow F one at all, Enrique? 
Yeah, uh, to be honest, I, I'm a big fan of F1 and IndyCar. Uh, probably more more IndyCar than F1 because I hate to wake up wake up at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. to watch the race. <laughs> watch 2 a.m. in the yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, downside of F1. Yeah, I prefer to stay late on night racing <laughs> and have some training there and some fun with you guys. But yeah, F1 is okay. I mean, I, I just wish F1 was like more competitive because nowadays it's just Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull winning, you know? Absolutely. There, and we, well, We've talked about that on the show several times. I mean, there, there's, however, you know, going forward when they were going to initiate the new rules package, I think that was going to level it out a little more fairly than what it has been in the past. But now we're going to have to hold to see what happens with that. Yeah, now we have to hold for one more year. And I mean, everything is stopping, but it's, it's nothing we can do. The only thing we can do is stay healthy, stay positive, stay united. And and I think everyone will bring a good show with these new cars on 20. Yeah, it's 2022, right? Yeah, now yep. that it's been backed up a year. Yeah, also IndyCar. IndyCar, they start next week, no, on Texas. And yes. I think it's going to be a really interesting race without qualify, without practice, with new, this new uh, new car, no? Yeah, with the new arrow screen on it. Um, you, you know, uh, I'm, I'm kind of anxiously waiting to see what happens on this, but I, I think, you know, we've, we've all been waiting for IndyCar to finally make its return. And and Texas is a fast track, man. I mean, it's super fast. So yeah, Texas is pretty fast. I mean, it's it, one of the the top speeds. They carry a lot of momentum on the entry of the corners. Maybe with the new Texas, is not that fast as it used to be, but it's still pretty fast. Yeah, that's a, that's a sketchy track to be the first race coming back on. Especially because yeah, these guys yeah. really haven't tested with that aero screen on an oval. Like the, the not everybody has. Some of these guys have been lucky enough. So with that being said, how does it how does it work as a driver to to somebody come up to you and say, So if you got the phone call tomorrow and they said, Hey, we need you to come test in an Andy Light car because we have an open seat and we think, you know, you're you're the guy. But you've been driving these cup cars, these trucks for so long, these these heavy kind of lead sleds compared to the Indy car that's so light. How does one, and I, I get professional racing. I mean, you guys, that's why you're a professional. But how do you step into a car so different and still be expected to perform at that top level right as you step into it? Well, I, well in my personal opinion, I think all the drivers have a, a different mindset. Uh, for these situations, they are ready. The IndyCar drivers, they will bring a really good show for sure. But also sometimes as a driver, if you are not, if, if they tell me, for example, for example, come and race with us in the car this weekend, I will say no, because I'm not ready to to adapt that quickly. It's a process, a learning curve, and I don't want to put in risk to any other drivers because if I make a mistake, that that can end pretty bad. Absolutely, there and see that we don't usually kind of hear that side of things because a lot of times, and I, I think that's the 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 more mature, the the safer, and uh, really the the better way to look at it because I think a lot of times drivers would say, "Oh yeah, I'm there for the opportunity. Boom, put me in the seat," and they they might find themselves in trouble. Or you go out there and you're you're not able to perform 
like you would and you lose that seat quicker or, you know, you, you might not have the opportunity that you would have had if you would have climbed the ladder like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not just jumping. You, you need to be pre mentally healthy, prepared, and also assume the responsibility that comes with that. And real fast, uh, for the IndyCar race this weekend at Texas, Timmy Trowbridge, which is uh, one of our buddies on here, he works for the AJ Foyt team, said they will be qualifying, but it's going to be an impound race. So you're going to qualify and you race what you qualify. Interesting there. Wow. So it's going to be like uh, more like F1 style there. Kind of like a NASCAR style, how they do the impound races. Yeah, like tonight, we, well, today is like 3.30, you know, the race at Bristol. Right. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that would be also a great show. The track is, is pretty green, you know. They don't have any rubber. That's the big thing. Is So, so what's it like going out there? So with the kind of uh, um, innovation there of the, uh, what do they call that? The tire, I mean, the tire treatment. I don't know if there's a certain name for it. But does that exactly? Thank you. Does that help? Uh, I mean, obviously it helps. But is that just as good as rubber being laid down to these drivers here? Uh, them putting a little more of that on the track at all? Well, I I, I had the opportunity to run on Bristol on the K and East series, and it was it's good when you have a lot of rubber in the night, but in the day a lot of rubber make it make the makes the track harder. And a little tight uh, for that cars that are pretty heavy, but uh, to the, it's 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 equal for all the drivers. Right. Absolutely. But, now, now, since you said that you ran Bristol now, and, and they've they've done some uh, some changes to the track over the years, and and really tried to make it a two groove track. Now, when you ran it, did did you feel it was more of a one groove uh, track or a two groove track? Uh, it depends. I mean, in the, on the night you can run two groups because you have a lot of grip on the outside line. On the day, right. it depends on the sunshine and also on how your car is handling. Because on the entry of the corner, pretty much all the cars go push middle up. So it all depends. But it's the funniest track you can ever race. Also, the G forces are are pretty 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 aggressive on that track. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can only imagine. I feel like the G-forces would be pretty aggressive climbing to your seat at the top of that track. I mean, you, you know that roller coasters <laughs> on Disney or Six Flags? It's, it's just the same, but <laughs> ten times worse. You feel like you are you are pressing with the with your chest the the bells and they will broke, but they they don't broke. <laughs> That's good stuff right there. I can only That's imagine good. there. <laughs> that was uh, a good way to put it there. And I, I'm sure they do. They it, it, it is. It is a roller coaster there. And then you get the banking of a place like that. Just like I said, just looking up, I, I can only imagine what it's like to look into the stands and see those stands just so steep, so high up there. That's got to be a uh, just kind of a spectacle in its own. So, so I have to ask now. With you saying that you you know you're you're doing some stuff in the K and N East. What what is your what is your next step? Where 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 do you where would you like to see yourself go from the K and N East? Do you want to go up in the Xfinity or do you want to go uh, IndyCar route? Well, no, the, I'm not running the the K and N. I used to run the the K and N East. Uh, oh, okay. On, yeah, on, on 2013, 2015, we run some races there. 
Now uh, our main goal is to keep looking for sponsorships to run the NASCAR Mexico series. That's our okay. main goal. And yeah, it's it's pretty fun because you know short track racing it's it's not just good for the drivers, it's good also for the fans. Oh, uh, yeah. And also for small teams that sometimes small teams cannot afford the big engines and the big overhauls every race. So what's the uh, the power? What's the car like? Is it the same car that we have over here? Are you guys running the, the same cup cars or is it a different uh, style of car that you guys have in that series? Well, we have a different car. We have the same body as the KMN cars. The only big difference is that we don't have the power that the KMN have. We have around 500 horsepower uh, with less weight. That, that helps a lot. Uh, on the handling, the chassis are also pretty, pretty flexible. They are not as stiff the chassis like the Canon. So it's a pretty good series. They run pretty similar all the all the all the all the cars. We have big teams, small teams, and that's good because you can run all the season just with one engine if you if you take care about your car. You can do a whole season on one engine, you said? Yeah, some some teams do that just with an engine. They have one engine that is the main engine, another one that is the backup engine in case uh, the first uh, blew or has something wrong. So that makes the series more affordable. The series is it's costing a seat now around... In a good team, around six to seven million of pesos. That in maybe in USA it was like half. I need to I need to make the transaction. But and in a, a team that is not that good, it will cost around three. Interesting there. That's that's uh, what I like to see is you know kind of that uh, opportunity for a small team uh, to 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 run there. So do these guys try to step into the NASCAR series as teams? as well is it kind of uh or maybe into the xfinity series as teams or do they like to stay uh down there and really focus on what they got moving uh in mexico there uh it's a hard question we have a for example ruben garcia that it's running with us on the summer shootout he used to be part of the rev racing team on the canon mm -hmm. and i think he ha he he will make some races because for sure he's one of the best drivers of Mexico. Uh, he, I'm pretty sure he will run on the on the Xfinity because he has the potential. And I don't know if he has a sponsorship, but I hope he has. And it's different in all drivers. I mean, for sure, Ruben wants to go, go to the States because he has the age and the potential. But for other drivers, they just want to focus on on Mexico because it's also a business, you know, racing is, it's also oh, yeah. a business for a lot of families. And yes. in Mexico, it's, it's going pretty good with the NASCAR support on the States. It's one of the best touring series. So it all depends on the, on the driver opportunities. Very interesting there. So I, it's, it, it's cool to hear the, uh, the backside there from Enrique. We also have Jorge Jones. Jorge, can you hear us there? It's Eduardo. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Eduardo. No, don't worry. Eduardo there. So, yes, uh, I can hear you. Good deal there. So uh, thank you so <laughs> much for hopping in here with us there and uh, going to let us chat with you there. So we've we've talked to uh, Kike here and uh, yeah. really got his 
his view there and uh, uh, see, you know, what he was wanting to step into. What What is your ladder? How are you uh, uh, or what are you wanting to do here, stepping here, progressing, stuff like that? Well, for me, I haven't really, uh, really raced in the, like KN or Xfinity or something like that. I'm, I've always been a gamer myself. I've uh, enjoyed gaming since I was little. I remember uh, playing with TK. Actually, I'm pretty sure he rem- remembers the. I think it was a NASCAR 05 game in the GameCube, and ever since then, I would like just play all day. So it's kind of a, a cool aspect there as you're able to step in with these guys, not necessarily on the, the real track, but uh, virtually here. And that's kind of what I've talked about on the uh, the broadcast uh, as well as kind of making a, uh, a positive out of a negative situation here. So uh, kind of giving you the opportunity to race with some of these guys that uh, you, you maybe grew up with, like you said, with Kike and uh, some of these guys like Ruben Garcia and uh, others that uh, are progressing here in the uh, 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 on the track there. Yes, exactly. And I think it's great. Uh, like how iRacing does, because you could like, be playing with, say, uh, like Dale Earnhardt Jr. sometimes, or really professional drivers. And you're like, oh, like Tommy them. Boy and Howdy. no that's uh something definitely that uh i i think is is really cool because like i've been able to run with uh felipe nasa with zach veach you know that's i i never in my life would be able to do that so uh i i just find that's uh something you know uh with every all this negative going around and stuff like that it's just uh um uh just kind of a like i said a, a positive turn on things there so what uh is it the cup cars that you you enjoy best or do you like the the street socks what do you like to run on there yeah i really enjoy the street socks i think that it's great to see how they're like really close and competitive kind of with the nascar with the cop cars like it's more of you could go way like ahead of like six seven seconds and the finishes are not as close, so I like the street stocks. I also like the the Mazdas and the some circuits. So I think it's pretty fun everything. So be- that's that's a really good good sorry buddy. That's a really good point. We in the summer shootout we choose the stro- the street stocks for a reason. They they are the cars that teach you more. Like for a rookie driver with a lot of talent like Eduardo, they teach you car control. They teach you that if you already lose a car, you don't have to overcorrect the car because you will finish in the wall. You just have to keep pushing the gas. <laughs> so that car that. teach you a lot for for real for real life racing. I'm gonna use that uh, comment on broadcasting. I hope you don't finish in the wall, KK. That's a uh, <laughs> I love just kind of no, the, no. <laughs> the, the that's why that's why I finished a lap two on the wall. <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't even put the the fast press because I was pretty much done. <laughs> that's what when you said bump and run earlier, I'm like I gotta record that because that was sexy just the the bump and run just the way I gotta get that on the broadcast. <laughs> I, I love it there. <laughs> no, they're, they're really good cars. I mean, even Ruben tells us that wow, these these cars are so close. They are they are so much fun to drive because they don't have that 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 many power. So 
that makes the competition closer. We have in the in the series driver drivers like Eduardo, that he's pretty much a rookie, but he's running with guys that have a lot of experience on real life. So that's our main goal: bring the experience uh, or with with thanks to the to, to their racing platform to all kind of drivers to all diversity. No matter if you are pro or if you are not pro, but for sure uh, Jorge and Miguel will take care if you if you uh, if you do a work fest like like we have on on South Boston last week. So that's what I was gonna ask. Are they coming to you and saying like, "Hey, man, I know uh, I can drive on the real world, but uh, you're a lot better at this game than I am. Can you give me a little tip?" <laughs> oh my god! I mean, everything it's 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 pretty real, buddy. I mean, everything it's it's pretty real. The only big thing on racing that you don't feel is that uh, is the G forces, but everything else it's even harder than in real life because in the real life you feel if the car is getting loose on. On your butt, you know, you feel if, if you are gonna go to the wall, and here it's just you have to feel it with the with the hands, and that makes more 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 smart the racing and more pro also for for all the drivers that that are in racing because I have been racing with a lot of drivers in I racing and they are just something else on how they professional they are on the on the on the different series. And also on the official racing, because remember that if you go on an official racing and you crash, you will get your your license will get dropped. Yeah, I think the biggest difference is uh, if you crash in night racing, it's free, and if you crash in real life, it's you could get in big trouble. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also it's it's in <laughs> <laughs> and so that, like Howdy says, it hits you in the pocket in real world. So let's. Uh, I'm going to ask both of you guys here because this is a question you know I I've asked before. And uh, I kind of wanted to ponder on, but do you see iRacing ever, I'm not going to say taking over karting, but because of the, uh, the, the money option, because of the, the travel, or, I mean, all the expenses in real life racing, does this become almost a step into real world racing where we used to see karting do that? Yeah. I mean, Eduardo, we have a, on the team on CMS, we have Eduardo as, as the Texas, he's on Texas now. He's in San Antonio, Texas, and he, we have him on a on a big karting program for for this season and for the next season. But if you go karting, what I love to do, I love karting. You will spend probably four hundred dollars in a set of tires, what that will lift one month in good condition, and you will have to pay the entry fee of the track. So pretty much, you are spending about. Six to seven hundred dollars on a weekend, exactly. and that's here, cheap. But here's my thing, and, and going back to your question there, Tommy Boy, I, I don't see iRacing ever taking over that karting because there's no iRacing. Here, here's here's what I'm gonna say. iRacing can fine tune your driving skills, but as far as actual on track experience, there's there's nothing that can can substitute yes. that. You have to be on track, and you have to learn that. Yeah, I agree on that 100%. But you know what can I racing do? What we what we want to do with the summer shootout. The winner of the summer shootout, the winter summer shootout, will have a seat on the real summer shootout on Charlotte 2021. That's awesome. So that can help a lot to the drivers. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, and that's I think, is a big thing, too, though, is 
the 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 money aspect that we're seeing in iRacing now it's changing as these guys are starting to uh like you said either find real rides because they win tournaments or they're they're getting money to put into their program in real life so that's a cool aspect of it as well so but uh i i heard you mention you were talking about driving with your butt do you drive with your butt are you one of those guys that uh, you you really like to feel through the butt yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, if you are driving, you need to feel it on your butt. If you're not feeling it on your butt, you, you will probably are not racing that hard. Shameless uh, plug here. You got to get a butt kicker for your rig, man. Yeah, there butt kicker. Nothing yeah, that's all better. Right. If you drive with your butt, man, you got to feel that butt kicker in there. Do you have And it does help. There? Yeah, it helps. But you know, you were mentioning a really interesting point. Nowadays, we are having a big problem that is the lack of opportunity for talent drivers. And IR Racing will help us to potential that, that talent in real life. And I do, I, I think we are able to see at least some guys that weren't necessarily going to get a ride or maybe they, they would have never gotten the opportunity to be seen. Uh, I Racing, I think, is going to offer that. I agree with you there. I think that's a good point there that's, uh, that you made. Exactly. I, I think uh, you could also see how William Byron started. I mean, he started in iRacing yeah. and ended up all ended. So I think that's a great opportunity. But there's also been some flip sides of that, too, because uh, who was the kid in um, <clears throat> F3, I believe it was? He was a, a iRacing or R Factor champ or something like that, and they put him in an F3 car, and he was just Stop horrendous. Right. It does go both ways there. But in all fairness, I think that F3 car, probably a little tougher. There's a video going around right now. It is one of the funniest. KT shared it to me. Chris, your buddy there. Um, he, uh, It's a, a real uh, kind of no, – I'm not going to say a real-world guy. We're all real-world people, but – um uh just kind of a normal average joe got to take a renault out on the track and he's talking about like you you said what i racing will not uh give you is the g's and he goes into the straightaway and he's like man i gotta hammer it and my stomach's three miles back and he's like that was that was a little weird and then he's like i go to the the turn then and he goes to, to hit the brakes and he's like in an f1 car you got to stand on it i mean you got to get on it and he hits him, and he goes, once I hit those brakes, my head's looking down at my crotch. And he's, I'm just picturing, like, the G's just forced it square down there. He's looking down in the middle of a corner, and he has no idea then where he's going. So, like you're saying, that is a huge, huge uh, benefit, though. And, and you learn that in karting. I mean, did you get your start there through karting as well? Uh, yeah, I started doing some karting, but more I started more racing pretty young when I was living on Charlotte, uh, the Legends cars, the Bandoleros cars, nice. and then <laughs> jumping to the late model series, which is a pretty, pretty fun series. I, I think uh, I have the most fun racing on the late models. Uh, after that, I, I did some dirt track uh, racing with the Legends, but I, I to be honest, I, I suck on the dirt. I, I always spin. I don't know how to to, to handle that cars. <laughs> and after that, we we jump on NASCAR Mexico. Uh, we got the 20, 2011 Rookie of the Season Championship. Uh, and after that, we move back to Charlotte, and and we have a lot of sponsorships. And then we we lose some sponsorships because they they start to having some problems with the companies. But like you said, 
If I if I used to have like Eduardo now the area racing platform, for sure I will I will spend all the time there trying to trying to under, understand the racing format. That's the that's that's something pretty important to to understand because in real life with everything going on, that's that's where you you cannot make a mistake on the on the on the on the on the on the on, the, on that system. Also, the brands are taking a lot of serious acts on air racing like with the Larson case with the Formula E uh, case so the brands are are pretty optimistic with the with these new tendons right and, and we see you know people get upset about this but I, I look at it from not a driver standpoint not a fan standpoint but I mean we got to support these sponsors right now and they paid into what we were we're gonna offer them this year and unfortunately it's not the the racers fault it's not your guys's fault but if we want these sponsors to come back we got to do something this year we still got to keep moving and that's where the the nba the nfl these these other uh uh professional organizations they don't have the uh dependency on sponsorships that racing does so i think that I mean, people want to get mad that these guys are losing real-life seats, stuff like that. But right now, the virtual world is real life. That is... Yeah, I agree 100% with you. Uh, we have a, we work really hard with BYB to bring uh, bring, it, bring it on and, and believe in the Summer Shootout project, thanks to Miguel, to Jorge Jones. Uh, they put a really good presentation, and BYB will be the main sponsor of the Summer Shootout and the Winter and the winter shootout, and they believe that a new tendency it's bringing opportunity no matter who you are or what you do, because that's what that's what we need to change our mindsets for this new new technology era. Absolutely, I mean, you said it right there. Technology. What is racing? I mean, that, that's the epicenter right there. Innovation through technology. That's what I've always said, and that's that's racing. That's where we see the speed. Where we see that that thrill is these these cars improving through technology. So a question I have asked uh, Mr. Uh, Veach when he was on, what do you think, this is a question to both of you here, what do you think we see maybe transfer from iRacing over to real world racing, if anything there? if, if Does that make sense what I'm asking? Like using this uh, kind of uh, um, as a test or maybe a uh, a learning curve as we are on the virtual world uh, as we move back into real-life racing? I think what I could see transferring now that racing's going back to, like, NASCAR's back on and everything, I could see iRacing still. Because back then, you couldn't really know, like, iRacing had a lot of tournaments or anything, but now you could see that it'll grow for sure more than it was before, so... I think you could see more drivers joining iRacing and, and kind of interacting with the fans in that way. And that's another opportunity, again, for, for sponsorships and uh, things like that to uh, uh, kind of push through. And in, in this kind of uh, social distancing, you know, the, the paddock might not be open, uh, things like that. So this might be their opportunity. And I get these guys have personal lives, too. We can't expect them to be. Uh, on the sim constantly uh, but you know maybe that that sponsorship does maybe that's a added clause now from now on is we'll do so many iRacing appearances with fans exactly yeah that's a great point 
I do like the fact that <clears throat> through the whole pandemic, where, where did NASCAR, IndyCar, F1, where, where did all these series turn to? They turned to the virtual platform to, to keep some kind of racing going. Right. So I can see further down the road, I mean, NASCAR and iRacing's worked together pretty good. They've had a pretty good relationship even before this. But I can see that relationship getting getting stronger now and stronger with IndyCar, too. Yes, and also uh, what's great about racing and racing fans is that iRacing, you could really, like, virtually, it's easier for you to, for example, like, play more, to be more, uh, how can I say this? Like, for example, NBA, you can't really, it's not the same as iRacing because you could not race, you cannot play individually in iRacing. Exactly. Right. I've said that, that right. on the broadcast there. This is the one sport that gives us the opportunity to still compete. And I'm not going to say at the same level because there is differences. You get behind a uh, 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 what you guys are driving down there compared to you being a gamer. And you, you do have a small advantage until these drivers are able to really pick this up and understand the ins and outs of the sim compared to real world. You know what I'm saying there? Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, that's the, what I love about tire racing because you have direct contact with the driver. Like we, we, we were testing with Brett Moffitt a couple of days ago before the truck race, and he was so friendly with all the drivers and the drivers were, were telling him good luck tonight. So that direct connection with your driver, it's, it's pretty cool to be honest. Absolutely. See, real, I agree with that. There. Real fast here. Anthony Carf commented a uh, console versus PC is way different. I have to agree. Tommy boy and I both come from console yeah. went to PC and, and I think it's night and day. If you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. You just get uh, a much and, and like the F1 game from Codemasters, I don't know if you guys have played that yourself, but that is a fantastic game. It is. iRacing is a good, really good simulator. I do see a difference. iRacing is still a game, and it will be a game in my mind until you can get the people off that just want to run backwards on the, the track. But, I mean, it's as close, like you said, Kike, to the real world thing. I mean, you got drivers saying that. The only thing you're not going to get the feel of is that brake pedal. You're not going to get that that feel yes. where you actually have to step. If I step on my brake pedal, like you would have to uh, in another car, that thing's breaking off. So, Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think because <clears throat> I'm running the, the Fanatec V3s, and I think the brake pedal feels pretty good oh, on that's, that. That's a pretty good wheel, buddy. Expensive and wheel. Then, <laughs> but, but going back to what Kike said earlier, I, you know, the only thing that I miss in the sim versus real world, you don't get that seat of the pants feel. And that's how a lot of guys, when they race, they can tell what the car's doing by the seat of their pants. So I, I think that's the one thing the simulator lacks that you don't get versus real world racing. Yeah, like you're right here, you could be racing and I racing and your heartbeat's kind of the same pace, but. Once those G-forces hit in real life, your heartbeat starts going up, so it's definitely a big impact. Right. Now, yeah, I will say, like, when I first got going, my heart would start racing a little when that green flag would drop. It's not so much, like, the nerves anymore. Um, but I, I see what you're saying because you're you're not getting the adrenaline that you're getting because you're, right. you're not hitting Indianapolis at 200 miles an hour in turn one. I mean, you are, but you're not. 
So right. there, that that yeah. adrenaline is not there. Now you're still getting adrenaline if you're going too wide with that person through the turns, but just not the the spike that you're getting as you're uh, you're out there. So yeah, I agree one hundred percent with you, buddy. But we need to that that adrenaline comes with a price. You know, it's a big phrase in racing that Absolutely. it says money money buys speed. How much money you want to invest to get that adrenaline? That's a pretty cool thing about tire racing that all the brands, you can put the brand on your car and that fans that are watching the race, like in the best channel, in my opinion, that it's yours. Uh, we have that top of mind all the time of, of the brand. And, right. Well, and, and like you said, we like, we have a saying here. We like to say it's, um, it's not cubic inches. It's cubic dollars. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> And that's it. Sounds like your guys' series down there. It's a little more kind of centered, though, in competition more so than it is uh, up north here. Am I am I correct? No, no. I think uh, north is the highest level of on a stock car racing. The right. United States, for sure, it's where every every driver wants to be. But well, I, I mean, as far as dollars wise, so uh, you guys okay, seem like yeah. you have maybe I'm not going to say it's not a budget cap, but your budget isn't as high which makes these teams more competitive overall throughout the field yeah yeah that's a good point uh, we in in every race you can only buy six to eight tires per car that way crew chiefs have to work a little harder on the on this on the setups and well the big difference is that here you ask for a, a sponsorship proposal in mexican pesos and they it's it's not as bad because a lot of usa companies are in mexico but if you go in the states and you ask for a three million four million for a truck that changes a lot the 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 opportunity that maybe the brand will give you for the same exposure that makes sense they they're getting uh maybe a little better value for their dollar down with you guys well, the dollar, to be honest, now it's pretty expensive in Mexico. The one one dollar, uh, it's twenty five pesos. For example, with twenty five pesos in Mexico, you will buy two tacos and one coke. And in, well, in the tacos. USA, with one with one dollar, <laughs> I don't think you can buy even a Dunkin' Donuts. How about a empanada? Yeah, I love tacos. I mean, I love tacos. <laughs> I do. I love do. I love tacos too. I, I agree with I you on that one. But you know what? My favorite coffee in the states is Dunkin' Donuts. To be honest, Eduardo can tell you I have been with him there, there, and I'm pretty a big fan of the Dunkin' Donuts. He's trying to get a Dunkin' coffee. Donuts truck right now. He's like, please, 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 come on, guys, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, slap come it on, on guys. Put a Dunkin' Donuts in Mexico. <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a Starbucks guy myself. Oh, that's fancy, buddy. <laughs> that's f1 stuff this is nascar all right all right yeah, that's, that's, F1. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff right there that's good guys thank you so much for joining us here today we've had a blast yes here. yes there very good very you fun guys either of you would uh would want to add any shout outs you guys would want to give right now is the the chance to do that you got the mic well just to thank you for all the opportunity that you have bring to not just uh for the for the states markets just for all the hispanic market i want to thank a lot checkers and records jorge jones and miguel cepeda and please follow us on our next journey that will be uh, usa next thursday and it will be for sure with the best channel that is checkers and records 
and thank you very much for all your time absolutely this guy knows how to work a sponsor man i'm he, telling you man he did that like a yeah. pro there that was fantastic oh no, no i want a fall that, that's series <laughs> i want a fall series that's what i want i want a fall series let's talk to byb let's get a fall series going here i'll work with you yeah guys. we have that project with byb they they are pretty enthusiastic of how they are watching the races in your channel and uh, we are we, we are we're talking with them to have a fall championship but for sure, the best championship will be the winter because we are we are pretty optimistic that the champion of the winter will have a, a seat on the on the 2021 Summer Shootout at Charlotte Motor Speedway. That'll be awesome to see there. We'll keep, uh, keep our eyes. I might have to get in and do some racing with you guys then. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Uh, we, we, they will they will have a, on the Bandoleros because it's too serious. The legends and the Bandoleros. The Bandoleros are more affordable and more more interesting because the racing is close because they have less power so right it will be, it will be really interesting to to watch a uh, racing driver on the on the 2021 summer shootout absolutely we'll look forward to that guys thank you so much for joining thank along for with me. us absolutely we'll watch both these you guys both, both yes. as you guys both of you guys sling it there thursday nights at 10 30 and go on where's the next one at fellas usa yeah, it's USA, USA International Speedway. USA. We hope to have a, a better day race than South Boston, but let's see. Let's see what happens, and thank you very much for all, guys, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thank you hey, so man, much. great talking to you guys. I enjoyed it. Go ahead, Mr. Jones, if you uh, you want to add anything. Yeah, I'm going to bump around Kike. Hopefully, I don't run him into the wall. <laughs> Dude, come on, Kike, <laughs> one more time. He, what did he say he's yeah. going to give you right there, the old what? Yeah, that's a big thing also, buddy, because this we have a now, well, the race control that is Miguel Cepeda and Jorge Jones. They have three drivers on their probation for the for the next two races. That includes Ruben Garcia, Jay Cosio, and our guy here, Eduardo Jones. There you go. So yeah, they're, we'll... they're, they're keeping it steady here. They're keeping it good. But uh, watch out for Kike in that bump and run there. Yeah, buddy, you owe me one. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm coming for you. <laughs> there you go. Thanks again, guys. We appreciate. Hey, we it. need to get a we need to get an Indy car race going and get some of these guys in with us for Indy car racing. I'm. Da I was gonna say the same, and I know Kike is all for that. There. Yeah, we yeah, need to set that yeah. up. You got yeah, it. we also will have thanks to to you, uh, two drivers more that will be a surprise uh, for next next Sunday here. Mm -hmm. Oh. Sounds good. We look forward to it. Thank you so much, Kike. We look, uh, like I said, forward to talking to you guys more. And uh, we'll be watching you on the track come Thursday. Thank you very much for all. Have a great, great day. Thanks, you guys as well. You have a good day. Thank you, guys. Gotta love. That was fun. Absolutely. The fantastic guests there. What a time that was! So a little different there down uh, down south, yeah, but yeah. Uh, kind of like I said, it seems like it's maybe a uh, a little more competitive and uh, kind of uh, I I'd, I'd like to watch it. It sounds like a short track, fun, fun. I just think it's neat to get you know somebody you know uh, a different nationalities aspect on racing, you know, because. You know, and I'm sure in Mexico, it's not the same as it is here. So 
and just getting their opinion and their views on racing. I like that. Especially stock car racing, something that right. uh, is usually kind of uh, known for here in America more so. <laughs> worldwide, you, you think of open wheel, you think of F1. That's kind of yep. how it goes there. So, uh, yeah, exactly. I kind of like that. I look oh. forward to chat with uh, a couple more We forgot to ask him. I know about the. Uh, I, I wonder if either one of them have ever been to the Mexican Grand Prix because you know the they do run the F ones down there. That's that is true. That is very true there. So uh, speaking of F one though, let, let's uh, we didn't get to talk about some, this before. Some news. Let's uh, talk a little bit about. Um, did you see uh, what's going on with Williams? Yep. Unfor- that's why you know I I mentioned it to him. That's why I asked him like, do you like F one and all? I was going to talk about that when I was asking him about the sponsorship. Go ahead. All right. But yeah, Williams lost. Um, I don't know if you pronounce it Rocket or Rocket or however you pronounce. It. I'm gonna say Rocket. Yeah, I think it's Rocket. Uh, and that's their their main sponsor for that team. So Williams is kind of in turmoil now. They they may be selling the team or they may be folding. They're I up, mean, because they just took a big hit. They are up for sale. They said is. Uh, they are up for sale. That's what it's saying. Yeah, they they're saying the sale is to kind of keep them in uh uh f1 going forward so trying to maybe work with someone as far as i don't know a partnership what i could see here is either haas or williams deciding to split ways with the the current manufacturer that they're working with because the haas you know is with ferrari williams with mercedes and join up together because if you look down the paddock those are the only two that aren't outside of red bull obviously that aren't uh, a manufacturer there as well so um I, I think we we may see because I, I think Haas has kind of uh, um, expressed his concerns with staying into the sport as far as money goes and his uh, yeah. interest almost in in stepping out there. So maybe that's a possibility, but I don't know. Like I said, with uh, Ferrari being used at Haas, Mercedes being used at uh, Williams, how that works out. And uh, I mean, could this be uh, where Roger Pinsky steps in? I mean, you know, there was talks that he was talking to Mercedes about buying that team. I would Could think... this be uh, Penske stepping in with Williams and be uh, Penske Williams or however you want to call it? I would think that right now, because of what's going on, that Penske, if you would have asked him a year, maybe two years ago, he'd said yes. Um, but right now, with everything going on, he's still trying to get so he's so focused on running the 500 this year. In my mind, he's so focused on getting this speedway uh, not to fold under his first year. Uh, he's got a lot on his mind. I don't know if he'd want to take on uh, another step there. And obviously, it's probably not him taking it on. It's probably his son. But still, uh, I think right now he's just got enough on the plate there that. Uh, he he would hold back, like I said, two years ago, maybe no. that is the case, though. I don't know. I mean, you know, he, he may look at this as a, one of the few opportunities you exactly. get to get involved in F1, so he may, you know, go ahead and say, okay. I mean, if anybody's got the money to do it, it's Roger Pinsky. Oh, or that, that's what I was going to ask there as well, is uh, I don't know if uh, – does Lance Stroll have a cousin that wants an F1? Does Daddy Stroll buy right. another team? <laughs> does he get right. four cars in the, the F1 series? It's Goodness knows. You know, it's uh, – I've, I've seen wilder things happen. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, un- unfortunate there that we're seeing kind of uh, a fold. of, And maybe not necessarily a fold, maybe a pause 
in one of the uh, the more iconic F1 teams. But, I mean, you look down the paddock. and the Held it, one of the more iconic teams. I mean, it's going to be shame to not see a Williams if that happens. But you look down the line, and there's only one iconic team that has uh, stayed through the, the test of time. You've got many teams. Ferrari. Exactly, throughout the, the past. I mean, you could say McLaren, but they got to start way past when Ferrari did. So uh, uh, Ferrari's been there from beginning to um, they'll be there in the end. Exactly. So I, it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, Williams, they've been in since, what, 70s? Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it, it, it we'll uh, see if hopefully somebody wants to take that over and, and has a, uh, I'm not going to say a love, but maybe a, a, a foundation in the sport in not just a business and, and they want to keep it there um, somewhat. I mean, I don't think if they sell it, I don't think Claire is going to be involved uh, anymore. I don't think they're they're going to keep Frank on there. But maybe you do keep some some of those uh, intact, some of those Williams uh, uh, heads, I guess. I, I'm not sure. But Frank being uh, his age, his health, and, and then on top of Claire, I mean, she could do something in, in the, the, the team. But I just don't see being a principal is – really where she fits she needs to be right i i mean and not knocking her not bad mouthing her but i think that was part of the downfall of williams to this point i mean you had frank's ingenuity and and his knowledge behind that team for years and that's why williams was the team they were and then when she took over she just she didn't have that that knowledge that you know her father had and I think that's and, and on just, Frank. Huh? I think that's on Frank because I don't think Frank really brought her to the shop. He could have, like, she wanted to be there. She wanted to do that from the documentary I've seen on Netflix. You're right. You're right. He, he wasn't a family man. He wasn't a guy that was, he, he would rather be alone. And racing was his his family from what she said. I mean, does, does he love her? Yeah, probably. But at the end of the day, he, he really loved that race team. And that's where I think... He didn't step up. He thought he was always going to be Williams. And, well, right. you're not immortal, man, and that, that was proven. You should have really thought about your future before you had to step down because of health. And, and that's my look on that's it. A, that's a solid point right there. But, uh, and like you said, though, I, I don't think it's you, – you can't look at her because she does have some things she's doing with the team that I think are uh, beneficial. But then at the same time, like you, you've got to step up, you got to bite the bullet, and you've got to be okay to uh, uh, run somebody else's stuff. I mean, right now right. you might have to do that for a couple of years, and, and yep. they don't want to do that, and that I just don't understand. Yeah, so I, I mean, like I said it's it's a shame that we we gotta you know that that this could be the end of Williams. Like I said, that's an iconic team. It's always been, you know, in the paddock for F1 for years. And with as few teams as you have in F1, you, you don't need to lose any. You're right. So, but we'll see what happens. So hopefully they could pull something together and, and keep a Williams team around. Right. Exactly. I, I completely agree with that. And, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of uncertain times here for F1 in general. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on the paddock here is uh, apparently Toto is announcing his step down from Mercedes. Yep. And uh, I, I think that's just 
the worst kept secret in F1 is he's going to be over there with Daddy Stroll here next year. And yep. uh, I, I'm excited to see what he can do with the team. I mean, we've talked about it before. I don't want to hold too much on it. But I think he's the best, the best person in the paddock right now as far as what he does. I think he really should be the, the head runner of F1. Uh, in all honesty, I think the, the man's a, a leader. I think he's a natural, uh, he's a natural born leader. He knows what he's doing there in F1. Um, so I, I, I'm excited to see what he can do, especially with Perez, because Perez is a solid driver. And uh, I think if he, he gives him uh, some time to, to work around it. And you know, something we, we never talked about, maybe Toto tries to pull Botas into that seat for Perez. I was just getting to say that. I mean, you said Perez is a solid driver, but do you see if, if Toto comes over there, if it remains those drivers? I don't think it will be. Okay. Oh, you know I Stroll's mean, there. I mean, you're not going to Yeah, you know you, Stroll's not going to join the team Daddy. so he could race there. But, but then again, at the same time, with Toto coming over, he may say, hey, look, you know, if we're going to put two cars out here to compete, we need both cars to be able to run up front, and your son can't do it. And, and that's true, too. Uh, that's a, a very well point. And he could look at that and be like, hey, you know that car we're running, Botas ran that last year and got second in points. You want you want him to run right. that again? He's pretty comfortable in it. So Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, because we've talked about it before, how, how F1 is a chess game. You know, they, they these teams are more focused on winning a, a manufacturer's championship than they are a driver's championship. So, yeah. yeah. You have to be able to have both cars produce results in order to win that manufacturer's championship. I completely agree there. And now we hop on to our favorite, my favorite at least, open wheel segment. Wow! Here it is. We're about to hear that scream of the engine. We talked a little bit there with Kike and Mr. Jones, but I know Timmy's over there. He is aching me and mr mr jones <laughs> that's what i i about saying it on there but he was like yeah he hears it enough on thursday nights you don't need to hear it again uh <laughs> yeah uh indycar though coming back at it palu that was kind of i don't i think i'm saying that right i could be wrong but uh he was kind of uncertain if he was going to be able to travel because of the, the saw that. Uh, restrictions there in his country, but they they gave him the okay, so he will be there. Um, and uh, it is anybody's game here. I I think Timmy's team's got a hell a hell of a chance in TK in this first Texas race. Um, I mean TK's ran good there before, exactly. And and, and I mean, you, you never can't count TK out. And that's I, and I. This is what's going to be the most interesting thing I think is where these guys. I mean, we talked about it in NASCAR that um, uh, these guys, you know, coming around this first turn, it's going to be a lot different. Now, granted, these guys are qualifying; they're going out there. They'll have very little time on the track before, but very few of them have been in a full run with this aero screen on a uh, oval at a, a, a at Texas. I mean, in right. Texas in general, you you may have been to Indy at that oval, but I don't think many people have. Uh, um, I, I was reading Timmy's there. I can't wait to see it. Now. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to see it either. Um, you want to give us a little hint? Can you give us a little preview? Did he a little something? Did he, you don't have to say it was you. Maybe you hand your teammate 
uh, right. co-worker a checkers record sticker be like hey can you slap that on there i don't want to get fired but maybe you right can. see <laughs> you never know you never know um, i mean let me let me buy the car i'll slap it on there for you <laughs> yeah exactly just real quick you'll ne- you'll never know um but uh uh we like i said these guys haven't really been in a draft they haven't felt these things um so it'll it'll be interesting and that's where i think uh it's going to be a veterans veterans race tk solid on the ovals he knows the ovals he knows texas he's been there he's done that um you're gonna see i think uh uh daily have a decent run i think you're gonna see um rossi have a decent run dixon's definitely gonna have a good run um, but outside of that, I think it's going to be a little shaky there. Pagano may have a good run there. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count those uh, McLaren boys out. I, I think those kids are going to come out from the gate and, and be ready. It's just such a new thing, and not only to the veterans, but then these guys are stepping in as rookies to the power of this car. They're stepping into an aero screen which they've never stepped behind before. And but but here's what I'm going to say. We, we already talked earlier that Texas is a sketchy, fast track. And the young guys are going to be the ones that are willing to hang it out. I that's mean, look at Ferrucci. And that's why I said yeah, that's another one there that I should have mentioned is Ferrucci. I think he could have a really good run here as well. But I think Rossi is still at that point in his career where he's going to put that bad boy down at the uh, uh, the the low side. If you give him just enough room to put it, he's going to put it there. So uh, maybe the guys like Newgarden, Will Power, they they might hold back. Penske might tell them, like, guys, I realize, hey, it's a first race. Don't go out there. Don't throw uh, balls to the wall. But we still got a championship to win. This is this is where it starts. So let's uh, let's not wreck it. Let's have a solid finish with these cars. Because like I said, I mean, you get in the draft with these things, and you might start to push more than you really thought you were going to with this aero stream. True. Might get loose. But, I mean, you know, and, and, know. and like you said, though, with the veterans, I think the veterans are going to kind of hang back, take it easy off the start, where I think the young guys are going to go out there and give it hell. Herda. Herda. There's Herda. another one I, I forgot. I think he is going to have a, a great shot at this one coming up here. So, I, I mean, I, I could keep probably thinking of a few more, but those those are the – I think Herda, now that I you said young guys, I just that popped into my mind. I could see him especially just missing out on that rookie of the year last year. I think he's got some stuff to prove this year after he won uh, two races last year, had a, a couple polls, and still didn't walk away with that rookie of the year title. Old Felix did, and uh, – I think uh, on that opposite side, Felix kind of wishing we were in St. Pete starting there and that uh, that road right. race kind of getting his field. Because when we talked to him last year at the end of the season, I'm not going to say he wasn't comfortable with ovals, but you could tell that that was something that was still abnormal. It wasn't it wasn't beaten into him yet, and it's going to take him two Well, that's something he's not used that. to. Exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, from – his background in racing, he never ran ovals until he came over here. Right. So, so, uh, and I can see where those, I mean, Texas would not be my choice for my first race to run. No, I just remember it was a, a few years back when those guys were hitting so high of G's at Texas that they were actually blacking out in the corners. And, yeah. and I know it's different yeah. now. It's, it, they have fixed that issue, but still, I mean, this is a, 
it's a tough track. We're going to see those guys, you know, God forbid they go to pit. They might be looking at their crotch for this first time when they hit the brakes. Uh... Because their neck's not right. I mean, they, they know how to prepare. They know what they're doing again. They are professionals. But still, that that's a lot of work. Wasn't it Ferrucci last year that was passing them on the outside on the restarts, going like three wide and just blowing by people on the outside? Right. And you're going to see, I think, that uh, that kind of, same kind of run. But at the same respect, I think uh, guys are going to say the same thing like Keselowski did. is hey, we got to step back and realize that uh, we're not sitting in uh, the virtual cockpit anymore, that these, right. these things can get airborne. If we touch wheels, yep. we're in trouble. I mean, they know that. They get it. But, I mean, at the same time, I, I think, you know, you got to step out of that mind frame now. And it, it, it might not be – it might take you a few laps to really get behind. And like Veach said, uh, when you get back into the swing of things, man, you feel like that car is flying at first. But then come the end of oh, the yeah. season – it feels like everything's natural and the car is smooth and it's on, you know, just you're, you're, you're hitting your marks and everything's nice. And I'm not going to say easy, but compared to what it was at the beginning, it is a lot easier. So there's going to be a lot of uh, interesting things to see. And I'm excited to uh, have any car back in our lives there. Still no, fans. you know, and I, I will say this though. Um, watch out for willpower. Because uh, Power hasn't just been sitting at home, and he, he's got, you know, the, the Will Power cart now. They actually come out with the uh, Will Power cart chassis. Right. So I he's been out of the track too. doing putting a lot of time in and that. So, you know, he, he's he's had some seat time. Yeah, it's not in the Indy car, but he's still out there turning laps, and he's getting some actual real seat time. Did you see the video I posted there with uh, him teaching his wife? Yeah. Baby, got a lift. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. She's like, I'm trying a new strategy. It's like when you, oh. when your husband's willpower, don't try a new strategy. I think he's he's telling you this, the good strategy. I think he's got it there. So it there's a tire saw, stint yeah, limit on this race. Thing. They can only run, they can't run no more than 35 laps on a set of tires. Right. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, and they don't know what these tires are going to do with uh, the aero screen. That thing's, uh, it puts the weight on top of the car. It's it's a little different here. So, uh, Well, not just so much that. They're, they're going to be running a green track, and a green track's going to tear up those tires. They're going to chew through tires a lot faster than they would if the groove was laid down. Right. So, uh, I mean, I, I'm more than excited, and I think these guys, especially, I'm not going to say NASCAR is not risky, so don't take me the wrong way when I say this, but NASCAR is not sitting in a, it is an open cockpit. Don't argue me with that. Uh, an open cockpit and open wheels. They're, they're not. They have the, the uh, not the necessity, but they have the They have the car around advantage, them. Exactly, have the car around them. And you got a, you got a, a roll cage. You got roll bars right next to you in the door. You got. You have a lot more uh, safety in a NASCAR than you do in the IndyCar. Well, uh, let me let me rephrase that. You have a lot more around you to protect you in a NASCAR than you do an IndyCar. Right. I, I mean, you do absolutely. So, uh, um, I, I think these guys they, they know the 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 what's the uh, the word I'm looking for the the effects of what could happen if if something is to happen on the track and. I think we do see that that speed maybe go from 220 to 
Yeah, 180 maybe around these these first the qualifying speeds. I bet you are slower than they normally are at Texas. Um, it's just these guys are going to have to to step back into it, but it's still it's going to be an awesome ride, and I think it just yeah. opens up the door, like you said. I mean, for maybe one of these guys in McLaren uh, to to get their first win, move that momentum, and and really get going um, because it's anybody's game come come next Saturday. Yeah, I mean we we can't sit here and really. I mean, if you told me right now to pick somebody who was going to win the race, I honestly couldn't pick because we, we there, there's too many unknowns right now. I really couldn't give a, a, a legitimate pick on who's going to win. Yeah, you're, you're right. There is. It's just uh, a lot of it is. It's anybody's race here. I mean, we it could range from New Garden taking it and competing that championship to TK starting off his overrun and getting it there to a rookie taking it. So, um, like you said, it, it's it is going to be an interesting one. I'm looking forward to it. We Almost got a little definitely. Bristol action today that we'll see here in about two hours. You got anything? Then uh, else I think next weekend we get. Uh, I'm pretty sure Speedrome opens back up next Saturday. I believe I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it's next weekend. So I may try to get out there and, and check out some speed room action. There you go. I'll be uh, I'll be on like I'm gonna have Timmy just put your phone up there. I want you to FaceTime me. I want all the pit. How about that? No. Well, see, that's no, kind of what I was thinking. I go out to speed room, <laughs> and then Timmy can just you know be on there giving me all the updates. Exactly right. Yeah, he's got time to do that. I can see that. He so. could just like uh, <laughs> hook me into the live. Uh, data streaming for indycar (laughs) right please sir we if we could get that done uh we we talk afterwards on that so he's saying ha 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 (laughs) (laughs) that's good stuff right there good luck sir next week and uh hopefully uh we see you in victory lane there will you be on that would be uh, awesome are you on tk's team next week are you on uh um who is the uh is it uh oh my goodness i'm terrible about is it palu there no, he's with. Uh, no, uh, what's what's the young kid? Um, Colette. I always forget Dalton, his name. Dalton. Colette. Come on, Timmy, help! Yeah, Colette. Colette. Yeah. Live from the race from the time. And 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 we forgot to talk about him. I I think that I think he could get up there and get a win next weekend. I mean that, like I said, the young kids, they're 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 young. They got the cojones to hang it out there. Right. So you got a point there. It's it it is anybody's game here, anybody's race next Saturday. We're looking forward to it. Ingles, we we forgot to give them a little shout out. Yeah, with our buddies at the I uh, see the uh, got I see the run a truck class this year. I'm, I'm excited to get out there and and get some feeds out back at the mini man house. I mean, I'm 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 kind of thinking I'm almost willing to trade my uh, sim rig for one of those uh, WCM trucks. <laughs> there you go. And I think I know somebody that might be interested in doing that too. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you might have something moving there. So because I seen I seen Rance's truck and I was like, what? Ooh. They're running trucks now. <laughs> I want one of those. Kimball and four car. Get back in car. Kimball and four car. So Timmy, what one will you be with at Texas? Do you always? Are you always with uh, Kimball? Are you always with uh, Colette and Bourdais? Or uh, you got TK on uh, on the ovals there? Where are you? Are you are you across everybody? Are you a uh, kind of a uh, utility man? That's kind of I, I meant to ask him that before, and I just kind of always spaces me. 
Anything else you'd like to add, sir? I, I think um, it's time to get to, you know, the, the thing. The meat and potatoes. The checkers and wreckers picks of the week. We, uh, hey, Timmy's always on the 14 car. Yep, so he'll be with TK. He'll be in victory lane. I'm calling it next week. Timmy in victory lane. I want a picture with you and TK smiling big. <laughs> so, and then you got to come on the show with us after that. Right. That's part of the deal. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll go down the line here. And we'll talk some winners, some uh, checkers and records, picks of the week here. And I'll get it rolling out here. Bristol. I'm going to go with Keselowski. Calling old Brad out there. He's been out there. He's been up in front here. He's had a win. This past week, I think he keeps that momentum and keeps the run going here today at Bristol. That's that's a solid pick, man. I mean, you, you never can go wrong when you pick Brad K. Um, I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. He, he's had some solid runs, and, and I'm a Truex fan anyways, I got to admit. So, then, I ordered me a Truex Best Pro Shop hat the other days because it looks good. It's bright orange. Tim Christensen giving Kenseth the win there. He he's been running a lot hey, man. than I thought he would. So uh we, we talked that first week and what did he get he come out with the top ten that first week. Yep, and he rode in that top ten for the entire time there. Hamlin be yeah. a hard one to pull off a victory at Bristol without a crew chief, without a uh uh a team really, as he is out there on an island all by himself after that suspension by his crew chief. Yep. So uh, that I'll go with. So Dan and myself, we're we're just switching checkers and records. He picks Keselowski as his wrecker. I'm picking Keselowski as my checker. I'm picking Hamlin as my wrecker, and he's got Hamlin as his checker. Well, Daniel, you might just got the checker right because Tommy Boy picked the wrecker as Hamlin. <laughs> no so. joke, exactly. Um, <laughs> Brooks has got Harvick as checker. Clint Boyer is wrecker and Stenhouse is a dark horse. Okay. Stenhouse. Um, my wrecker, I'm gonna go with uh, uh I'm gonna pick Alex Bowman as my wrecker. Bowman there is Hendricks had the speed all uh, all season really in those Chevy, so we'll see if he holds on to it there. Let me go for a dark horse. Look down the line. I'm gonna go with the rookie. In Reddick. That's that's a good pick, man. He's he's a he's a solid he's a solid dude. He's had some um, some good runs here in the past couple of weeks. Dark horse. I'll go with the rookie too. I'm gonna take uh, Christopher Bell. That was the other one I was gonna pick here today. So uh, there we go. I'm saying the dark horse tonight for Dan is the ass in the pricks of pavement. That would be a like ten thousand to one shot. But hey, yeah, every blind squirrel <laughs> finds it. That every now and then. Not saying it's out of the realm, but good luck, sir. Good luck. Hey, uh, guess what? That'll be on CWTV. We'll have fun. What you got? Howdy's learning how to drive a late model. Uh oh, <laughs> on dirt. Yep. Ooh. Yeah, I, I will say in VR they are a little more easy to uh to handle. Yeah, I've been uh I've been putting in some laps in the limited. 
I'm not saying I'm the best out there, but I can actually uh, get it around the track in a decent time now. I'm going to stick to my sprints on the dirt. I like those. I like sprints, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing where you and I can definitely agree on there. We like the open wheel. It's, it's something about that open wheel. Yep. Uh, Which uh, I, I might need a new uh, paint job for my uh, sprint car just for um, – I'm doing it for some buddies. Not a problem there. We'll get it done there. We'll have some fun. And uh, you keep the dirt late model. I'm good on those. <laughs> Anything else you want to add there? Well, once you figure it out, Dan, and I'm not saying I've figured it all the way out, but I kind of know where that fine line is now. It's you'll sit there and you'll be like, Really? I struggled all this time, and that was it. Logano is Tim Christensen's wrecker. And Matty, Matty D. Dude, horse. don't ever pick Matty D as your dark horse. It doesn't work out good. <laughs> no, it might, it might for other people, just not you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, that's what we got today for you. Thank you all for joining on Checkers and Wreckers here with us. Appreciate each and every one of you. Anything else? What do we do, Tommy there? Boy? We drive fast, shift hard. Keep that rubber on the road. Thank you very much.